Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome in to another edition of the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Sines coming to you on this Thursday afternoon. And joining the podcast today is Lions rookie defensive end, James Houston. James, I appreciate you taking the time to join me. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Pretty good myself, man. Excited to get you on the podcast. I know it's been a couple of days in the works trying to get you on, scheduling a time. I know you're busy back in Detroit, but how have you enjoyed yourself, James, since the end of the season? Um, I've been enjoying myself a lot, man. Um, ended up going to a couple of the senior bowl games, got to talk to some of the kids and give them my advice and share with them my story, um, my success story of how I uh, you know, managed the NFL, my rookie season. And um, a lot of those guys will be in um, a lot of the same similar situations as me going into next year, uh, trying to make a roster and trying to make the team. And how did that make you feel, James? Because I know outside of Detroit, some fans around the NFL may not know your journey. I know that you started your college career at Florida, transferred to Jackson State to play under Coach Prime. You know, a lot of these players that are trying to play in these East-West Shrine Bowl, the Senior Bowl this Saturday, how did it make you feel knowing that you had that opportunity to make an impact on their trajectory in the NFL? Uh, yeah, um, I feel blessed and honored um, that, uh, you know, they, they feel like they can call on me to to give some of these guys um, to give some of these guys hope and inspiration and motivation. And um, if that's all I do, um, I feel like that's great because, uh, you know, in life, you, you really are judged about how you affect other people. And um, if all I do this this year, that, that's it. And, you know, I'm saying at least I, I provide a motivation for the next James Houston to come through and um, and just know that, you know, he can, he can do it. Uh, he can, even though everything against, against his back, you know, you done got cut, you done, you done fell down, but you done got back up, you know, and um, you done came back 10 times harder. If I could at least just leave that story, then, then that would be, be great for me. And so um, I just feel blessed to be in that situation. You were a force for the Tigers in your final season. You got 70 tackles, 24 and a half tackles for loss, 16 and a half sacks, seven forced fumbles, an interception. You were named to first team all Southwestern Athletic Conference and played for Coach Prime there at Jackson State, James. Talk a little bit about his impact on your career and how it helped prepare you for the NFL. Yeah, so um, going to Jackson State was uh, a huge uh a huge period of my career. Um, although it probably was one of the shortest parts of my career, um, my football career, it was probably the biggest. Um, when I got there, you know, um, I had kind of this vision of I was going to be a linebacker and I was going to come in and I was going to help the team and and uh, I was just going to have a good senior season and leave off with a bang. Um, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but um, kind of what happened was um, they had to shake things up. Um, they had to figure out a way to get me on the field. Um, and uh, that was really at the DM position. And so uh, working with Coach Palm, working with um, Coach Weeks and Coach Dennis Thurman and, and uh, Coach Trevor Riley and all those guys, um, they got me better. Um, we worked every day on um, just just the different things that, that he felt like I could have improved on, like my bend and my feet and my hands. And uh, we worked every day on it. And uh, I had a pretty good season. And so uh, it was pretty beneficial. And uh, that was my first year playing DN. And so um, I'm continuing just to learn and just get better and just grow within the position. 
Now, Coach Prime obviously is just huge right now in college football, leaving to Colorado, and it looks like just every player wants that opportunity to go play for Coach Prime based on his resume. And so when you transfer to Jackson State, James, was playing for Coach Prime all you thought it would be? Um, Yeah, Um, and, and, and even more. Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect um, from from Coach Prime, I guess, wholeheartedly. Um, I know he had coached his son and stuff like that, but he had never really – never really had a, a job coaching, you know, football, coaching college football. Right. And so um, I could say it was pretty hard to judge exactly what I was going to be getting out of him. Um, but after talking to him and understanding his uh, his mindset and his game plan and what he wanted to do while he was at Jackson State, um, I was all aboard. That was exactly what I wanted in a program. And it was actually hard for me uh, in the portal because – I didn't want to go to the same program that I that I was at at Florida. Um, I didn't feel like it fit me. I didn't feel like that was beneficial for me. Um, I wanted something different. I wasn't really sure, too sure what it was, but I know what I didn't want. And um, Coach Palm is doing something a little bit different in the uh, NCAA realm. Um, he's not a a lot alike like these other uh, college coaches. He's doing things a little differently. Um, he's building young men. Um, to be successful and uh, be a upstanding young men and, and faithful young men. And um, so, yeah, that's um, he, he's a great leader. Um, he's a great person to follow. And um, now nah, he, he's I've always got his back and I hope he's always got mine because uh, he, he was very instrumental in my my uh, career. James, you had to sweat it out a bit. You know, after a dominant season there at Jackson State, you finally heard your name called, though, in the sixth round of the 2022 NFL Draft Alliance took you 217th overall. What were your emotions like that day? Um, I was just so happy and excited. Um, towards the end of that thing, man, I wasn't I wasn't too sure if I was going to hear, hear my name called. And um, I had kind of accepted that. And um so he, so getting that call was, it, it, it was a, I wouldn't say it was like a relief because I kind of had accepted it, but it was just like a, a wow, like an awe moment. Like, okay, man, like somebody actually picked me. Somebody wanted me. Um, it's not going to be as hard as a road as, you know, it, it, it could possibly be. And so um, I was just so excited, man. I was excited. Um, I really hadn't, hadn't uh, I didn't know really too much about Detroit. Uh, I don't know if I had ever really even watched a, a, a football game of Detroit. And so um, I had, had to quickly do my research. And um, I was just I was just happy. I was I was very excited to just get ready and, and get up out of Florida and get to Detroit. Now, James, did you have any idea that the Lions were interested in drafting you? Had you had any prior conversations with head coach Dan Quinn or the GM Brad Holmes? No, I, I had no talks with them. They didn't have any interviews with me. Um, like, literally no communication. That's probably why I was so surprised that they called. It was like, wow, like, y'all weren't even on my radar. Like, I don't even think I was thinking about y'all at all. And, um, yeah, so it was really – it was uh, it was a little weird. But uh, going back to the, the NFL PA game and um, talking to those guys, and he kind of letting me know that, uh, the Lions were one of the teams I was asking the most about me. 
And so, um, you know, just being able to play their hand, I'm sure um, the GMs and the, the scouts and everything, they, they know exactly how they want to play it and, um, you know, who they, who, who they want to tip their hand to and who, uh, who they don't. And when you first arrived there in Detroit for training camp and rookie mini camp and all the events that you had to get into, what are your impressions of Detroit and how have you enjoyed being there so far? Um, I've loved it, man. I loved every second of it. Um, being in a new new city, um, a very lively city, a city trying to uh, really come back and be be um, a major city. Um, the fans are just great. Uh, even when we were in our in our uh, slum, it was one and five, one and six, and uh, they were still still showing up. It was only standing room seats in the in the stadium, you know. So. Um, I think that that really says something about our uh, the city, and uh, it really helps the the team a lot because you know um, we know they're gonna stick with us no matter what you know, um, and, and they rode it out with us this year, man. It's been a crazy hell of a ride um, from from like I said, one to six all the way you know to finishing the season uh, with a positive record, and so uh, it's just it's just amazing you know what what you can do, especially uh, with a group of people. Um, just having that support um, to just believe in them and continue to, to stick by them and just it shows you what uh what what they can give you back what what you can receive when you stick by uh, a group of people and so um, I feel like that's what Detroit is uh, is almost known for they're known for their grit and just their uh, their love for their city and so yeah I love I love it out here. Not a lot of people know this, James, but you were actually released after your first NFL training camp that, by the way, was featured on HBO's Hard Knocks, so that was fun to watch. But you were cut, and then you were brought back to the practice squad after clearing waivers. What was that experience like for you, and were you made aware of that decision for them to release you and then bring you back? Yeah, so um, we had our uh, cut days or whatever, and um, they had called me in and let me know that um, I was going to be getting released. And um, I would have to be waiting. I have to wait, you know, 24 hours um, for any team to claim me um, if they wanted to. And then so I waited those 24 hours. It was uh, real tough. Um, just hearing them say, you know, we're we going to have to let you go. We're going to have to cut you. Um, my first my first mini camp, you know, maybe a month or two after they drafted me. So um, that was tough, you know, um, feeling like. You know, a, a team found a spot for you, and they they really want to make they want to make it work for you. You know, that's what you think when they draft you. They want to they want to get you on the team. They want to make it work for you because they believe in your talent and stuff like that. Um, but uh, my my path is just my path was so different. Because um, going into even going into to uh, Detroit, getting drafted, I they they originally had me a linebacker. You know, and um, I I eventually switched to. DN. And so that was a transition in its own during that own period. And so um, it was tough. It was tough. Just as as it was tough doing it in college, it was probably even even tougher to do it during the NFL camp. And so um, they they had to let me go. Um, you know, I had to tell my parents and, and let them know, you know, um, I wasn't good enough. I, I didn't make it. Um, and so um, I was going to have to finish else out and they told me right away that they would they would uh want to try to get me back on the practice squad and they felt like this wasn't the end for me that this is going to be a great story and of um you know how how i came back and and became a player that they felt like i could have been 
And um, I'm pretty sure that they didn't think it was going to happen that fast or the way that it happened. But, um, you know, God had a plan for me. And um, I, I just stayed down and I followed it. And I'm just so glad that I did. I didn't buck up. I didn't, you know, um, you know, cause any issues or, or, or push back. I just accepted it. And um, I just grind. And uh, I took whatever opportunity that I, that I got. And um, I, did, I made the most of it. James, that's exactly what you did. You spent roughly three months on the practice squad. You were promoted to the active roster for Week 12's Thanksgiving game against the Bills. And then you showed out. Two sacks, two solo tackles, a fumble recovery, five defensive snaps against Buffalo. James, I've talked to a lot of players that are on the practice squad, and they all talk about how, yes, it's a very difficult stretch where you're just grueling every single day. You're battling it out. How did that time on the practice squad help prepare you for that type of impactful debut? Yeah, so um, being that this was really my first year in the league, my first year on practice squad or even seeing guys in the practice squad and um, I guess not really understanding exactly how you're supposed to take being on the practice squad. Um Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It took me about two weeks, but when I finally just realized, okay, this is the situation that I'm in, um, the way that I went about it was I may not play this year, and um, that's okay. That's um, probably what I need as as a player, as an athlete. That's that's what I needed. And so um, what can I do in this time if I'm already going to be here to get better? So next year when I come into camp, I'm already 10 steps ahead of these guys. And so um, that's basically was what, what my mindset was going into it. And um, I, I, I just I, I put my head down, man, and I, I just grinded real hard. I was in the weight room. I was the last one to leave the weight room every day. And um, I was staying after practice and, and getting reps in. I was constantly going at um, at Taylor Decker and Panay Sewell and, and just trying to battle it with battle out with those guys. And, and uh, eventually it got to a point where – you know, these guys, they, they get ready for practice for me because <laughs> they know I'm going to go out there and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get them 100%. And, and they're going to look stupid if they, you know what I'm saying, if they don't try to block me every time because I'm, I'm trying to embarrass you. I'm trying to make sure everybody see me get to the quarterback. And so um, just those constant battles with those guys, uh, iron sharpening iron, I feel like is really what allowed me to excel so, so much faster. Um, as long as as well as uh, me just putting that work and just grinding and, and not really looking up, putting my head up and looking up where I was at, just just keeping my head down and just grinding and, and trying to get better and better. Now, James, bear with me here because you followed that performance with the sack in each of the next three games, becoming only the third player in NFL history, along with Terrell Suggs and Santana Dotson, to open your career with a four-game sack streak. You recorded eight sacks through your first seven career games, the most any NFL player has logged through the first seven games of their career. You ranked second among all NFL rookies in 2022, eight sacks, which are the third most a Lions rookie has ever had. 
you hear all these accolades, James, and you look at your journey and how you got there and how you emerged. What do those accolades mean to you? Um, I, I, um, I appreciate all of that stuff, man, because uh, the league has been around for a very, very long time. There's been a tremendous amount of talented players to come through the league and, and make their mark. And uh, for me to set a record and do something that's never been done before, uh, I'm speechless, you know. Uh, I don't really know how to even take that. Uh, I've always kind of been different and, and always had my own path, always did my own thing. So um, it's not too too surprising, but it is just – it's amazing um, that no one else has done that. Um, and um, I'm going to continue to try to break more records. You know, that was only my seventh game. I've only played seven games, so uh, I don't know what the record is for eight, nine, or ten games is, but um, I'm going to try to break that, you know. Um, that, that's all I try to do, man. I'm just trying to be the best that I can be um, in my own right. Um, I don't really play for anybody else. I play I play for, you know, the love of the game and the respect of my teammates and my opponents, and um, I, just, I just love being out there. And um, if I can help the team in any way, that's exactly what I do. And so um, I got this little niche. Uh, they found a little niche for me where I could sack the quarterback, and I, I've been pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, so, I'd um, say I'm, so, especially when you're playing opposite uh, number two overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson, and it looked like that last part of the season, that duo of you and Aiden Hutchinson, it looked like it was starting to get some attention from some offensive tackles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of those guys, they started fearing that third down package, man. Um and I was even when I started looking at it on film, I was like, we got some different juice when uh when this third down package comes in. Um, I really like it. I like it a lot. And and it was exactly what you were saying. You seeing me off one edge and Aiden off the other. <clears throat> and then you got pressure from uh Pascal, Romeo, or or uh Kaminsky. And um those guys, we was humming. We was humming at the end of the year. We was all trying to get there. I think I think that kind of started with me getting those two sacks and everybody else was being just just being like, okay, like, if he can go get two, man, I can go get one. And so everybody was just kind of just trying to get to the quarterback. It was a race to the quarterback. And so um, I think it's great, man. Me and Aiden, uh, we kind of had a conversation earlier when we first came in. Like, uh, it was kind of like a joke, but, I mean, it was kind of real. Just, um, you know, Detroit, they got two of the best pass rushers in the draft. Because technically we, we actually were. We were the, the two highest uh, guys with the, the highest sacks in the draft. And so, um, yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm excited that uh, I get to play against play play with them, man, on the other side uh, for years and years, hopefully, and uh, hopefully we can just terrorize these guys in the NFL, man, with this this uh, young talent that we have. You talked about the highs and lows of the Lions season, but there was a strong finish to the campaign, a hot streak at that. James just missed the playoffs, nine and eight record. You were able to keep one of your divisional rivals out of the postseason, though, with a primetime win over the Packers in Week 18 and at Lambeau Field. How satisfying was that for you, your teammates, Dan Campbell, going into enemy territory last game of the season? At that time, you already knew that you weren't going to get into the playoffs because the Seahawks won, but beating the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers on their home turf Talk about what that meant to you and your team. Yeah, for our team, that meant that meant everything, man. For the city of Detroit, for the for the organization, um, that meant everything. Because um, you know, the Packers, they've been 
the the top one of the top teams in our division for forever and ever with with Aaron Rodgers over there, man. And so uh, historically, we haven't we haven't been the top of the division. We've been historically pretty bad. And so um, just finishing off the year that we had is the special year that we had, man. It was a special run. Um, uh, finishing off with being a, a division rival that you know everybody in Detroit hates them and and everybody everybody doesn't doesn't like them and they've been beating up on us and we got to finish the season out you know a, a story season with a good win at night at Lambeau Field man and um, Sunday night it was just it was like what, what more can you really ask for um, even though you know I mean obviously we could ask for the playoffs but <laughs> but um, no it was it was a great win. Um, for me, it was, it was only my seventh game. So I was really ready to play more, but, uh, I was just so happy that we got to end it like that. And, um, yeah, nah, man, I I can't wait to keep playing those big time games because I feel like it brings the best out of everybody. And it really shows, um, where your dogs at, who who are the competitors and who really rise up, you know, when, when the lights are the brightest. We've all seen Dan Campbell, you know, behind the scenes, making passionate speeches to your team, James. What makes him such a fun coach to play for, and how has he gotten the team to buy into his long-term vision? Yeah, uh, Coach Campbell is a, a, a different coach, but um, he's nothing that I, I am too uh, uh, too amazed by. Or too, too, uh, I haven't seen... I've seen a lot like him, I guess I should say. Um, he's a player's coach, man. Um, he's, he's played football. He understands what it takes to, to get where you're at. He understands what exactly how you're thinking. He's been in those same seats that, that uh, we're in right now. And so um, he's, we always know that he has our best interest. Um, he's, not, he's not trying to do us any, any type of way. He, um, he's not making decisions that are, you know, going to negatively impact the team, if it positively impacts someone else. Um, so we know he's all in. And so um, I feel like that makes it really easy, especially for, you know, the NFL where, where there's more, you know, grown men and, and people are really handling their business. Um, I feel like it makes it easier for, 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 for players to buy in and to accept exactly what he's saying because he's been exactly where you're at. And um, he's just trying to, you know, get the best out of it. He just wants to win. He wants to win, and you can see that. Um, you can see how he pushes his his uh, assistant coaches and, and how he puts that fire in them as well. And uh, he's just a great motivator, man. He's a great motivator. He knows how to get everything out of you um, and, and just put that fire in your belly. So when you wake up in that morning, man, you're ready to go. And so um, I'm just glad that I've got to have really in almost all phases of, of my career um, – coaches that have played in the NFL and have come back and, and helped help me and coach me and guide me. And Aaron Glenn, the defense coordinator there in Detroit, and he's also a finalist for the Colts head coaching job, and he's highly regarded around the NFL. What can you say about Coach Glenn and how he's impacted your early young career? Uh, yeah, he's impacted it a lot, man. Um, just kind of seeing how, how, how everything goes in the league. Um, I feel like I've seen a lot already. And um, I feel like he's a he's a very good coach, man. He has a very good scheme, but he's not afraid to adjust. He's not afraid to adjust to what he has. And um, I know he spoke about a lot of that with us and how we kind of taught him 
you know, that it, it is okay to open up and, and change things and, and be open to different things because you have different skilled players. And so um, I was really in awe just watching him change the defense and just um, cater to his players um, and just put everybody in the right situation, the right spot. And I know that couldn't have been easy, man. Uh, I know they had to spend countless nights figuring out how everything was going to work, you know, how it was gonna, everything was going to fit into itself. And um, I give kudos and props to them because they, they made it work, man, and they figured it out. And uh, I feel like we, we caught our little niche. We, caught our, we figured out exactly what we were good at in our identity uh, towards the end of the season. And so, um, yeah, no, he, he's, a, he's a great defensive coordinator. I really hope that we don't lose him cause at, at least for another year. I just at least want to get a, get a full year up out of him and, and, and figure, figure that out. But, um, no, I, I wish him all the luck um, for, for everything that, he, that he's involved in. And um, I just I hope he's still my coach. <laughs> Gotcha. James, you know the Lions fans are very passionate. You've already talked about that, acknowledging them. What is your message to them as you get ready for another season? I know there's a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement there in the Motor City. What do you want to tell them ahead of the 2023 season? Oh, yeah. So uh, we had a great 2022 season, man. Um, I'm looking forward to next year. Um, this is not the same old Lions. Uh, we're coming back with that same grit, that same determination. Um, and uh, we're not taking no prisoners, man. We're we coming hard. Um, we're starting the year off good, and, and um, we're looking to turn some heads. James, as we close out this interview, man, first, are there any good food spots you discovered there in Detroit? How are you getting used to that cold weather over there? Because I'll tell you what, I don't like the cold weather, so I can't imagine what it's like being over there in those frigid temperatures. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Florida boy. I'm from Fort Lauderdale, so uh, this cold is definitely something different for me. <laughs> yeah. um, it wasn't it wasn't uh, too cold. It didn't snow or anything like that while I was up here, but uh yeah now nah, i'm gonna just have to you know layer on up man layer on up and uh i feel like i had kind of got used to it a little bit but uh, i'm glad it's the off season i get to head on back to florida um and i don't find a couple of little spots up here food spots um i don't find a little jamaican spot in a uh a uh there's a, a creole spot down down the corner uh fish bones and um yeah, there's a couple of little spots I know about down here, man. I'm downtown, so there's a whole bunch of little mom and pop shops. You got to have the best interest, man, for those people listening. If they're visiting Detroit, James, giving a little bit of insight on what's available down there in downtown Detroit. But, James, man, I appreciate your time. Great interview. A lot of insight from you on your rookie season, your journey to the NFL. I mean, truly special what you're able to accomplish this year. Look forward to watching you in the coming years there for the Detroit Lions. So blessings to you and your family, brother. Blessings. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.